Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Hey, good morning. Thanks for tuning in with us today here at Transforming Life Church. Uh, we started a series last week called Meet Me in the Middle. And today is part two of that series uh, where I want you to meet me in the middle between love and hate. Hey, uh, I've got an opportunity to go on a few missions trips uh, over the years. And man, I, I love sharing the gospel. I love sharing Jesus uh, with anyone that I can. But I just there's just something special about missions trips and getting to uh, experience other cultures. Oh, man, we, we just live in this beautiful world. And uh, I love experiencing the different cultures, languages, and, uh, and food. Come on, man. Y'all know me. I, I, I love food. And so I love to experience those different things, the, the different histories and, and backgrounds of people. Uh, like I said, we live in a beautiful world, and, uh, and I just love to experience those things. One of the great things about our country, about America, is that it is a melting pot of cultures. We are a diverse country, and it's been uh, built from people coming here seeking a better life and seeking better opportunities and and now we have this country full of people from all over the world and it's one of the things that makes our country uh, so great but there's something that really frustrates me honestly here we are in 2020 and we're long past the civil rights days we're long past um, segregation we're long past uh, the days of slavery and here we are today still dealing uh, with racism and issues uh, of race and honestly it needs to stop it's needed to stop for a very long time and we as the church uh, we have an obligation to stand up against injustices and we've been silent for far too long and it's time to stop being silent and do something about this speaking up on social media and posting different things it's just not enough anymore and it's time to do something about it. So I want to encourage you today. I was ready to do uh, a message on uh, Pentecost Sunday because today is Pentecost Sunday. If you didn't know that, it's a huge day in the history of the church. Uh, it was a day essentially that the church was birthed out of a move of God, God moving in the Holy Spirit, uh, pouring out in that upper room so many years ago. And not only pouring out in that upper room, but it ends up pouring out and spilling into the streets. And we see the church is birthed in that moment. And God moved in an incredible way. And so while I would love to talk to you about that and I was prepared to do a message about that, uh, it's foolish for us to talk about the power of God and not have it change us from the inside out, right? And so I, I I would, I would be doing an injustice not to, to kind of hit this issue in light of everything that's gone on uh, in this week. See, we need an outpouring of God's power that does more than just give us goosebumps, right? More than, than make us feel a, a certain way. We need a move of God that gives us boldness to push back sin and to push back darkness. So I want to encourage you, church. I want to mandate you to use God's power to reach those around you, including those that don't look like you or those that don't sound like you. And, uh, and yeah, we need to use the power of God 
for good and not just inside of our church buildings but out to the world around us. See, the the power of the Holy Spirit that was poured out on that day of Pentecost, uh, it immediately empowered the early church to mission. It immediately empowered the church to go out and reach people and love people and share the goodness and love of Jesus. And we need to be using the power of the Holy Spirit for that very thing today, to push back darkness, to push back sin. And racism is just that. It is dark, it is sin, it's demonic, and we as the church got to stand up and do something about it. So I have a very limited perspective about this because I am a white man and, uh, and, and I can't fully understand what it is to be black or Hispanic or any other culture for that reason. But just because I'm not in it doesn't mean I don't have an obligation to speak up and do something about it. Just because it doesn't affect you directly is no excuse to be silent and not do something. Here's the thing. God is love. It was his love that sent Jesus to die on a cross for you and for me. We're supposed to be led by that same love and how we live our life. And that love, that love should cause us to lay down our life, to lay down on our opinions, to lay down our desires for others. Jesus uh, has a moment with an expert of the law in a very familiar passage here in Luke chapter 10 starting in verse 29. There's a, an expert in the law who's having a dialogue with Jesus and, and they're talking about uh, some different things. And, and in verse 29, the man says, um, but the man wanted to justify himself and he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? Uh, you know, Jesus, who, who is that? Who, who is my neighbor? Is that someone that looks different than me? Is that someone across the street or next door to me? Is that Someone that maybe has tattoos or piercings. Maybe they speak a different language or have an accent. Or maybe they look different than me, a different uh, color skin. Jesus, who is my neighbor? And Jesus doesn't ever say. Jesus never answers that question directly. He never tells the man, hey, this is who your neighbor is. This is what they look like. This is what they sound like. In fact, he goes on to tell a story that we all know um, very well. It's the parable of the Good Samaritan. And Jesus doesn't tell the man who his neighbor is. He tells him how to be a good neighbor. Again, many of you are familiar with the story here. You have a man on the way to Jericho, and he's attacked, he's robbed, he is beaten, and he's left for dead. And there's a couple of different people that pass him by. You have a priest that passes by on the other side of him and doesn't do anything. He sees him, but doesn't do anything. There's a Levite who passes by. And again, doesn't do anything. He just sees the man and keeps walking. So here you have two religious leaders. You have a priest and you have a Levite. And neither one of them do anything. But in picking up at verse 33 of Luke chapter 10. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, abandoned his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. See, here's the deal. Those that claim to be Christians, but they're unmoved by the needs of those that are suffering, they prove that they're not really Christians. They're not really following Christ. And that may uh, cause a tension for you this morning. That may affect you some type of way, and that's good. It should. It should affect you this morning. The compassion that Jesus has for us and the compassion that we're supposed to have for others, it didn't compel the priest priest walking along, maybe he had a Bible in hand, want to put it in today's modern perspective. 
You maybe had a Bible in his hand. Maybe he had his little his little collar. Maybe it was a suit and tie. I don't know. But the priest walks by. This religious leader walks by and does nothing. The Levite walks by. He was uh, from a line of of a family of worship leaders. That's who the Levites were. So he comes by with his skinny jeans on and his V-neck shirt, right, and his guitar, and and he comes walking by, and he does nothing. The two people that probably should have done something looked. They saw the man, but they didn't do anything. In fact, the one that was compelled with compassion to help this man out was a Samaritan. In fact, this person was an enemy, right? If you look at the cultural issues of the day, uh, Jews hated Samaritans. Samaritans hated Jews, right? And, and here we have a moment where this Samaritan, he crosses cultural lines. He crosses the streets, so to speak. Chooses to walk in someone else's shoes for a moment. Has compassion. He bandages this man up. Helps him up. Takes him in. Puts him up in an inn pays for him to stay there till he's well, right? Because he had compassion. He actually showed more of the love of Jesus than the two that probably should have the most. Racism isn't born. Racism isn't born. It's taught. I have two younger kids. Uh, My son is about to turn eight. I have a five-year-old daughter. They hate going to bed at night. In fact, just last night, they came out of the rooms multiple times. Come on, parents. You know how that is. You, You have kids that get up all the time trying to fight them to go to bed. Um, Our kids, they they hate to go to bed at night, right? They're they're not hating people of other skin colors. They're they're not hating people, right? See, racism is taught. It's not born, right? It's taught. There's no racist gene. It's not something that's, uh, you know, embedded in us, right? It's learned. It's experienced. It's how we're raised. It's ignorance. It's evil. It's evil. It's wrong. And we as the church have got to speak up. We've got to stand up. We've got to do more than share someone's post on, on Facebook or say something. We've got to do something about it from raising our kids the right way and teaching them the love of Jesus, the true love of Jesus, the real Jesus, to uh, speaking up in an instant, in a moment, and saying, hey, this is wrong. Even if that means we get ridiculed and chastised for it, we've got to start doing something about it. Racism is not a skin issue. It's a sin issue. We as the church, compelled by the power of the Holy Spirit, compelled by the compassion and the love of Jesus, need to do something about this sin issue. James 2.9 said, If you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. You are guilty of breaking the law. So how do we do that? How do we go through this? Number one, you've got to recognize any prejudices. Um, in, any kind of prejudice. Prejudice simply means prejudging. It's preconceived opinion about someone, right? Uh, many people think rich people are snobs, right? Uh, many people think the younger generation that they're lazy and they don't want to work. Uh, many think evangelists are just crooks and they're just out for your money. Those televangelists, rather. Uh, you know, old people can't teach. White men can't jump, right? There may be some truth to that. I'll, I'll attest to that. I, can't, I don't have any hops, so I can't jump. But yeah, yeah. You might say to yourself, well, Pastor, I'm, I'm not racist, man. I have, I have one black friend, right? I have that one Hispanic friend, right? Hey, I've got an Indian friend right behind the camera right now. Literally, he's shooting the film right now. Kenny, you're awesome. But man, let, let's not just say because we think we have some kind of, 
you know, opinion or ideology because we have that one friend that we think we know something about it. We don't have a clue. You need to walk a mile in someone's shoes. Cross the street today. Learn how to be that neighbor. Learn how to be love and compassion through Jesus. Let's celebrate our differences. Let's, man, we, we, it's, people are beautiful. We live in this beautiful world. Yes, it's full of darkness, but we have the power of God to fight back and push back that darkness and push back on sin. This world is a beautiful place. Let's see it as such. Let's celebrate our differences and recognize that, guess what? We do have something in common, and it is this sin issue. And at the foot of the cross, it's an equal level playing field. We are all sinners in need of a Savior, Jesus. So let's recognize any prejudices, whether it's in us or out in the world, and let's do something about it. Next thing we need to do is we need to learn to seek to understand others. And if I can just be real honest, there's times that as a white person, I don't understand. And I don't even know what to say or really do in that moment. But I know what we need to learn to do. We need to learn to listen up. There's a culture, there's cultures, let's say that. There are people that are hurting right now with all this stuff going on, with with the, the death that just um, happened uh, this week with the death that happened in uh, in Georgia with all that is going on today with with the death of George uh, Floyd this week with the many deaths that have happened over the years let's stand up let's listen to these people that are hurting let's listen and seek to understand Winston Churchill said it like this courage is what it takes to stand up and speak courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen Walk in someone else's shoes. Don't think you've got it figured out. Don't think you really understand. Walk in someone else's shoes before you judge them or form an opinion. Let's listen. Let's listen to those that are hurting. We have a culture that is crying out. Let's meet them in the middle of love and hate. Let's defeat this evil in our land of racism. The next thing we got to do is love those that are different from us. In 1996, a group of KKK members held a rally in Michigan. Police started separating uh, the KK members and the protesters, and and one of the KKK members infiltrated to the other side, and the the crowd began to beat him. The pr- crowd began to attack him, and and they're beating on this this man, and an 18-year-old African-American girl named Kisa Thomas, uh, she threw her body on top of this man, this man that probably didn't like her, that probably hated her, who was standing up against. Her in that moment and she chose to throw herself over him to protect this man who does this right a committed believer does this she said I knew what it was like to be hurt the many times that that had happened I wish someone would have stood up for me Come on, we, we got to cross the street we've got to cross the the cultural lines so to speak protect someone different than you Thomas says he uh, she tries to do something to break down racial stereotypes every day no grand gestures. She thinks that small, regular acts of kindness are more important. She said, the biggest thing you can do is just be kind to another human being. It can come down to eye contact or a smile. It doesn't have to be a huge, monumental act. Racism isn't just the presence of hatred. It's the absence of love. And who can you love more each and every day? Who can you show kindness to? Whether it's a, a simple gesture, a hug, a handshake, giving to them. What is that today? See, God loves all people. God loves Asian Americans, African Americans, Latin Americans, Native Americans, even Americans who love cats. And that's a special type of people, let's be honest, right? God loves Cubans, Hondurans, Nigerians, Jamaicans, Koreans. 
Malaysians, Canadians, Iranians, Russians. God loves all people. He created all people. Picture heaven one day. Heaven is going to be filled. It's going to be wonderful. Guess what? It's going to be diverse. Every tribe, every tongue, every nation are going to be represented. Revelation 7, verses 9 through 10. There before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne to the Lamb. Man, if we're going to be in heaven together, why can't we exist here on earth together? In peace and in love through Jesus. Let's celebrate our differences. There's enough that keeps us separate. There's enough that divides us in this world today, from politics to religion to opinions and now to face mask or not face mask, right? There's so much that divides us. Let's Let's unify, let's come together as white people, as black people, as Hispanic people, as Asians and, 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 and Europeans and all types of languages and cultures that, that represent this great country. Let's come together, let's be unified, let's push back the darkness with the power of God to create a better future. Romans 10, 12 says, For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on Him. For everyone who calls the name of the Lord will be saved. When Jesus came, he came so now that Jew and Gentile, so that everyone can now experience God's love through him. There's only one true race, and that's the human race. And Jesus gave his life for all. It's not a skin issue. It's a sin issue. It's not acceptable to God. It shouldn't be acceptable to us, especially us as the church. Let's put a stop to it. Jesus didn't tell the man who his neighbor was. He told him how to be a neighbor. Look at this story, this parable of this good Samaritan. It's a picture of what Jesus does for us. He lifts us up when we're hurting and broken. He lifts us up and bandages us. And, and, and he died and bore stripes and was beaten and broken for our iniquities to, to lift us up, to bring us back to life. Jesus does that for you and I still to this day. If you don't know Christ, would you accept him into your life today? I'm going to put a comment down below that says, would you like to accept Christ? And if you would, simply like that comment and we'll follow up with you. But this is a picture of what Jesus does for us, what he's still doing today, and what he wants us to do for others. When we see injustice, when we see hurting, when we see the suffering, we're supposed to come alongside of them with the compassion of Christ and lift them up and come alongside of them. Let's learn to do that. In the middle of love and hate, there is a moment to choose. There's a moment to choose. Let's celebrate each other. Let's listen. Let's end this racism. Let's not be silent anymore. Man, I love our church. Transforming Life Church is a, a diverse, multicultural church. I can't help but think of, of Mike Elam, who is Middle Eastern. Man, he is an amazing man, amazing man of God. Bro, you are a great husband. You're a great father, and I just, I enjoy our friendship. We've got Haitian in our family, the Jones, uh, Wesner, and, and Ketty, and Kendrick, and Katrina. You guys are incredible. We have Michelle Westgar, who is Jamaican. We have so many Latinos in our church. I can't even name them all, and they're beautiful. We have uh, African-American. We have white people, uh, and that is a picture of heaven. That's the way the church should be, and it's a beautiful thing. So let's not be silent anymore. Let's put an end to this evil in our world. Come on, let, we have to pray. Let's pray. Let's seek the face of God on behalf of those that are hurting and suffering. Let's stand up. Let's not be silent. Let's learn to listen. 
Let's put an end to this evil. Jesus, we love you. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for life. Lord, for what you have done for us. You died for us, for our sin. And God, may we learn to take up this power. What this day, this day of uh, that we remember the day of Pentecost, Lord, and, and, and Pentecost Sunday, Father, and, and this day that we remember your power poured out, God, we pray for an outpouring of your power and presence once again so that we can push back the darkness and the evil that is in our world today, Father. Lord, mend broken hearts today. Lord, we pray, Lord, for everyone that is suffering, that is going through, that is hurting through racism and through all these issues that we face today, Father. We pray for them. We pray for peace in our land, for unity in our land, for love, your love that casts out all fear today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We love you. We can't wait to see you soon. Next Sunday, we are opening back up June 7th at 10 a.m., okay? So meet with us here if you would like, if you feel safe, if you feel comfortable coming in. We'll open the doors once again to the church. We can't wait for it. Until then, we hope you have an amazing rest of your week. God bless you. Hey, I know this is a sensitive subject, what I spoke on today. I know it's uh, out there in our world, especially in light of the recent events. Um, but we as the church have a responsibility and an obligation uh, to speak up for injustice. And we're very vocal about certain things. We're very vocal about um, abortion and being pro-life and, and, and many other things like that. Uh, but let's make sure that we are being a voice for those that have no voice. And let's speak up. Let's speak up against racism. If you see it, uh, say something about it. It's not enough just to post about it on Facebook. Uh, but let's use the power of God uh, to push back darkness and evil in our world today. Um, I hope you like this post. Uh, love it. Share it on your own page again so that maybe we can uh, bring some change about in, in our world through uh, the internet and, and online here. But we are so excited. Next week we are reopening uh, June 7th, 10 a.m. Right? I know we've been doing things at 11. We're going to do it now. Back at our normal time at 10 a.m. We will be in the building. Uh, feel free to come. Uh, if you feel safe, uh, come. If you want to wear a mask, you can. You don't have to. Uh, we are going to be practicing uh, social distancing. and We're going to have some hand sanitizer stations. We won't have kids ministry. All just temporary things uh, until we can uh, phase everything back in. But we are so excited to get back together next week, June 7th, 10 a.m. Can't wait to see you guys here. Have a great rest of your day. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.